Welcome to Catacomb Theology, a podcast exploring all manners of Christianity as it relates to the church and world of today, as well as how it is related to the church and world of the past. I'm your host, Jaden Castile, and welcome to Catacomb Theology. Alright everyone, so today we're going to be doing something a little bit more different um, than we, well, not really different, but we're going to be talking about a little bit of a a niche, a little bit of a niche topic today, um, mostly inspired by a game that I just played. So I'm a big gamer, um, I wouldn't say big, kind of a, kind of a big gamer, um, Mostly play first-person shooters, but every once in a while I get this really big bug for um, an adventure game. And unfortunately, um, I have an Xbox. Well, not unfortunately. I love the Xbox. But for unfortunately for adventure games, because most of the great adventure games are on the PS5, unfortunately. And I don't have that yet. So, But I say all this to say I was playing a wonderful, wonderful game um, called... Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and it's, it's an amazing game, and as I was playing it, I saw so many parallels between the game and the gospel story, um, and also between how society and culture tries to portray spirituality and how close culture is to the truth, but how they just come short. You know, just by a bit of of what the truth actually is, and it really reminded me of in in scripture whenever we, when Paul in Acts goes and um, sees the I believe it's the altar or like the shrine to the unknown god, and he tells them that they're closer than they actually realize um, to the truth. And so I decided that I'm gonna do kind of a a breakdown of the game and kind of show the parallels and if you if you, you don't have to have played the game because I'm going to explain a lot of it but um, there are going to be spoilers for people who never played the game um, so there's that for the first and second game because there's a sequel or, or the game I played was the sequel but it's not really relevant um, so yes there are going to be spoilers um, so just warning if you ever plan on playing the game um, but, it was, but it was really good um, so anyway Firstly, I wanted to start with kind of the background of the game, right? In the game, it takes place in this fan and this um, fantasy world of Nywen, um, which is again I'm talking about the sequel, um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So anyway, it takes place in Nywen, this gorgeous fantasy um, world where different lands are sustained by spirit willows and the spirit willow is sustained and the land is consequently sustained by the light and that's what it's referred to the light and the light has different aspects of it that controls different aspects of the environment that makes it stay pure and gorgeous right so you have the spirit willow which houses the light and the light in turn gives life to the spirit willow and the light defends and protects and keeps the decay away um and in Nywen, there is um the spirit willow there 
well, different lands have different um, elements. And so, but in this land, the elements were, um, the, the, it all pertained to the forest, like the heart of the forest, the eyes of the forest, the warmth of the forest, and X, Y, and Z. So that's basically, that's basically it. And in Nywin, there are guardians. So, you know, the north is protected by this bear, you know, and he's the guardian of the forest. And the marshes is protected by this frog, a massive frog called Qualock and whatever. Um, and he's the guardian of the marshes and the stuff like that. So, in the game, my character is called Ori, and it's a, and it's a spirit. Um, and spirits come from the willow tree. They're also guardians of the forest. They're supposed to kind of be the boots on the ground protectors. Um, and each one is kind of endowed with special abilities. Some can, um, you know, blast themselves in the air. Others can breathe on their water. Others can do, di they can do different things. They all have different um, abilities gifted to them in order to protect the land and keep it safe. Um, and so what ends up happening, you know, the, the dilemma, you know, it sounds like a great story, but the dilemma occurs whenever you have this world is obstructed. It's um, the balance is destroyed because what ends up happening is the willow tree dies. The host dies. Um, so usually there is a very... Um, there is a proper changing of the stole where, <clears throat> excuse me, where the tree will die and what ends up happening is the spirit that I was telling you, the spirits that I was telling you about, one of them are chosen by the tree in order to become the new tree. So the, so the spirit that is born of the tree um, gives up its, its life, its previous life as an independent, um, you know, single entity and unites with the light and becomes a tree and it becomes the new spirit tree to succeed the old tree um however that did not take place because there's this opponent um and in the game her name is um shriek and she's an owl and she's this um she's this kind of deformed owl because her land and her people were affected by um by the decay because what happened was the tree ended up dying but something occurred which the game does not explain this or perhaps i don't quite i never found it but the um there was no successor and so what ended up happening was the tree just died and the decay started to take over and um shriek Actually, no, that's not what happened. I'm so sorry. I messed up the entire line of the story. So anyway, so Shriek ends up, their lands, I don't believe, were affected by the tree. And so what ends up happening is they're attacked by the decay, and she's rejected by, this, the, by, the, um, by the creatures that live in the light because she's affected by the darkness. And so she becomes, you know, this antagonist character, very bitter and everything like that. And when the tree dies, um, she... Um, kind of brings the decay and kind of harnesses the decay and and uses it to really destroy the land of Nywin. And so my character in the previous game had just reestablished um, the world that he comes from, which is N Nibel, not Nibel, however you say it. 
Um, he reestablished that land, and then so there's this catastrophic storm that takes place with him and his owl friend, um, and they end up crash landing in Nywen, right? And so they're separated, and that's kind of how the game starts. They're separated, you've got to find Ku, which is the owl, um, and then as you're kind of traverse, traversing through the land, you realize that the same thing that happened to your original homeland has also happened here, and since you're the only spirit in this area, because all the it, when the tree dies, it's, it's kind of like the life source of the spirits. So in, and and the spirits' protection. So whenever the tree dies, the spirits end up dying off. And so this land has no spirits. So you're the only spirit that can restore the um, the tree and restore balance, quote unquote, order. Um, and so. You end up meeting one of the guardians, and that's pretty much how the story goes. So the goal of the game is to restore Nywen, and in order to restore Nywen, you have to go collect the different lights that have been scattered across the, the land, um, kind of like Silmarils. If you're if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, um, they're they're a lot like Silmarils. Like one is you know in deep in the waters, you know the other one is <clears throat> high in the. Um, is um, you know deep underground, guarded by like this this spider that used to be a good spider, but is now corrupted by the darkness. And so you have to go collect them, bring them all together, reunify the light, and then bring it back to the spirit willow. Um, and that's 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 the game. And the darkness is has affected everything. So not, nowhere is truly safe. You have to kind of go and forge your way through and um, kind of fight through the darkness in order to restore the light. And your, your life is always being threatened by these different creatures, def, uh, definitely being threatened by Shriek as she learns more about what you're doing. Um, she becomes more of an antagonist and ends up in this really big boss battle. Um, and you have to restore different elements of the force that have long since stopped working that were um, agents of protection. So it's a really good game. Um, but now, you know, again, there's, there's a lot, there's a really heavy gospel element into this, right? The game is a very, the game is very Celtic. It's very Celtic in style, wisps, spirits, the land, the land looks like um, a mix between Ireland and Scotland, and if you put the marshes together in the highlands, that's what the game looks like. It's a gorgeous forestry very Celtic. The music is astronomically Celtic. It, it's it definitely takes a lot of its um, inspiration from Celtic paganism, and so. But the the elements of the gospel that I don't even think they intended the all, the um, writers intended to put in there is there, and, and, and that's evident because you know in scripture we we know that. Everything is everything that's an offshoot. Everything that's not Christianity is really just an imitation. Um, that's why everything resembles each other so much. That's why everything is so similar when it comes to different religions. There are aspects that just kind of stay the same, right? This this the, the concept between good and evil. The constant, you know, there, there's a lot of um, heavy emphasis on nature and trees, and, and there's just a lot of aspects um, of paganism that when you look at it really hard, it's just Christianity completely taken out of context. Um, so in the game, so, not in the game, I'm sorry. So 
one parallel that I saw between scripture and the game are the spirits, right? You have these individual agents that are born of this tree that are all endowed with quote-unquote spiritual gifts of their own and your ability determines how you help the forest. So if the waters need to be maintained, guess what? You breathe on their water. If the tops of the trees need to be protected, guess what? You can blast yourself in different uh, um, and up in the air to protect the trees and make sure everything's okay. If you're assigned to the northern places in order to keep the frigid cold away, you're gifted with these the power to conjure these flames you know it it it, it's all it it resembles the spiritual gifts that were given um or that paul talks about in corinthians when he talks about how each christian is given through the discretion of the holy spirit um specific gifts for whatever specific job they are called to do um, and that is a really, it is shown beautifully in this game, especially when um, a character, for instance, whenever, in order to get different abilities in the game, you have to go to the main abilities, mind you. You have to go get to the spirit tree um, or the different spirit trees, not spirit willows. They're, the trees are basically places where spirits have died. And their powers that the spirit tree gifted them remain in that tree. And so you have to go find these trees and you absorb the light in them and you get the power of the previous spirit. Um, and so it's, it's, it's almost very beautiful when you use different abilities because these different abilities have actually been assigned to names. You know, they're from this spirit so-and-so who used to do X, Y, and Z, you know, absorb it. And that's kind of more of a first game thing. But... Um, the concept is the same thing in the second. And so, you know, that's what we see first. You know, we see this, this spiritual gifts concept. You know, these guardians, these protectors of the forest. Um, you know, they're, they're stewards. They're stewards of the forest. And in a lot of ways, they're the workers. You know, and it's kind of like what we are as Christians. We're supposed to be the stewards of the world. You know, we're supposed to maintain and bring light into the world. Um, much like the Guardians. Um, the Guardians is another concept that I'll, I'll kind of give more to the... As this is an Anglican podcast, um, I'll assign this more... I, I kind of saw the Guardians, like the, the, you know, the bear and the frog that I was talking about. And there's a wolf too, but he ends up dying and so does the frog. It's very sad. Um, but... What I was, what I kind of saw the parallel between the bigger guardians who were assigned parts of the force, I see those as the clergy of the church, you know, the the bishops, you know, of the church, um, the priests of the church, those that have been assigned specific, very, very, very hefty, responsible roles in different areas um, of Christendom. And the guardian's job is to defend their diocese, basically. Um, and the spirits have their own ministry. They're they're priests of the light in their own way, right? How you know we are a kingdom of priests, and everybody, everyone has different roles in the in the kingdom of priests. 
So you have the bishops, the guardians, who are assigned their diocese to protect, and then you have the you have the spirits, which are kind of the the people and the um, who are assigned to to protect and minister and 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 to lift up. Um, you know, I actually might even change that. I say the spirits are more like the priests, actually. And then you have a lot of the different citizens of the world that help the priests out and have their own ministering, um, ministering the the moki. They're they're like creatures. They're kind of like the more um, less you know, super powerful, whatever. But um, they're they're members of the world that also play a role in helping and comforting and being there and stuff like that, um, and ministering and taking care of the world that is or of the forest that is maintained and protected by the spirits and consequently by the guardians um so it's, it's really cool so first off you get that structure right and then at the top of the structure you have the tree um and then you have the light right and this is kind of where you you get this this um this kind of trinitarian thing going on right so the tree well i wouldn't actually no i'll take that back it's not very trinitarian um but it is supposed to be the god of the world basically right the light is this eternal thing but it can fade if it's not in the host so obviously this is you know this is where you know paganism comes into a little into play a little bit but the concept is the same, right? The the light is this this spirit, right? It's this 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 wisp. It's it's this flowing energy that just surrounds and grows and protects everything, um, and it's a very potent power. The tree um, is the host. It it holds the light and allows the light to fully perform in its most powerful and most effective way and so everything adheres to the light and to the spirit tree and really the light and the spirit tree when unified are one and the same so well i'm sorry spirit willow so the spirit willow is the ultimate protector for nywin the ultimate protector all the assignments of, of, of problems and all of the um, directions and orders and anything that has to do with protecting and making and maintaining the forest, it, it, the, it comes from the tree, um, which is basically God in this, in this game. So now we get into um, the mission of the game and kind of how that reflects Christianity, right? Um, the mission of the game in, in bringing the light together and kind of beating back the decay and restoring the light is really everything that a Christian is supposed to do biblically. That is our mission. We are given the Great Commission to go and spread the gospel and to bring people to Christ and to spread the news and to establish the kingdom of God. Um, it we're supposed to, through the Holy Spirit, beat back the powers of sin and death, the, the decay 
basically, um, and to reestablish order and um, morality and justice in the world. Um, and that's what you see in the game, right? The You have to, as you go through the different worlds, there's a problem. There's a problem in everywhere you go. There's, there's, there's a rebuilding that needs to be done. There's a healing that needs to be done through the ministry of the spirit, um, or Ori, through the ministry of Ori, Ori in the game. And I say ministry, but you, you know what I mean. It's the, the um, helping of Ori. You know, there's this, there's this, there's this feeling as you go into the different worlds of this must have been a beautiful place or oh, this must have been because because it is very cinema um cine, cinegraph oh the cinematography is fantastic there you go um and it's very well done it's a beautiful world but it's almost a bittersweet world the the artists did a fantastic job it has this this feeling of of pain of a bittersweet of it used to be amazing it used to be very good but it's no longer very good. It's corrupted. It's not destroyed. It's not destitute. But it's corrupted and it's getting worse. And everywhere you go, there's kind of ruins. There's these places where you you know this was a beautiful or a holy place, quote unquote holy in the game. Um, but it's no longer that way. And and that's exactly how the world is. Today, the world is affected by sin, and the world is corrupted by sin, and the sin doesn't just affect the world, it affects people, right? In the game, the decay affects individuals. It can take their minds over and turn them into people who they didn't really ever want to be in the first place, Um, and there are some people that can break themselves out of it and that we're able to not be overcome by it but most of the world is in fact that's how one of the guardians ends up dying um the the frog one i was talking about quolock he ends up becoming he ends up searching for the wisps with your character um with the character ori and he ends up finding one of them but this dark creature, which is a spawn of the decay, ends up taking over his mind and causing him to fight Ori. And in that fight and in his mind control, it ends up killing him. But he, he ends up defeating the decay creature and kind of snapping out of it, but it ends up taking his life. And that's a really big parallel that we see between the game and between... Um, Christianity is you is sin is the decay. It doesn't just affect every aspect of aspect of our lives, but it also affects us as individuals. It affects our minds. It affects our souls and it keeps us from being who God wants us to be. Um, and that's why we are sent to bring the light to people. Um, to present the light to people, to minister, um, to feed the light to people so that it, through sanctification and through salvation and the work of the Holy Spirit, 
And through the justification of the Holy Spirit, it destroys the decay. Um, and we can slowly but surely restore bits and pieces of what the world once was until God comes back or um, until God until God comes back and, and restores the world. Um, so that's kind of a big, big parallel that we see with between the game and Christianity is kind of the decay, sin, the light in Christ. Um, and then you kind of have Shriek, which is kind of the Satan character that just is really just this antagonizing kind of thorn in your side that is really doing it her best to prevent you from bringing back the light because she hates it. You know, she's bitter against it, um, and she's very angry because of that because she was affected negatively by the light. Um, and she had a very poor experience with people that were of the light, right? It wasn't the light itself that was the problem, but it was her treatment by those who were of the light. And it caused her to be bitter. This is something that we see with a lot of people who end up leaving the church. Um, it's not Christ that's the problem, but it's those who claim to be his servants. And those who are his servants who allow aspects of the decay or of sin to affect their behavior towards people who are affected by the decay and who aren't exactly the most Christian-y of people. Um, and it causes them to treat the other person like another, not like someone who needs the healing power of the light or of Christ on them, but rather that they are a virus with sin that just needs to be cut off altogether. Um, and therefore, because of her experience, Shriek is very, very adamantly against the restoring of the light, even though it would be a good thing for the... Um, for the forest of Nywen. Um, and she constantly is trying to kill Ori, capture Ori. In fact, she ends up wounding um, Ku, the little owl friend of Ori that you end up trying to find in the first place. Um, she ends up wounding Ku near unto death um, during a chase sequence. And it's, it's really sad. It's a really sad um, moment, right? But... She's definitely a kind of a Satan character in, this, in, in the sense of she's roaming and like kind of looking for you and trying to um, destroy and stop you whenever you're making progress for the light. So in that sense, they're very similar. Um, so it's kind of, kind of it, she kind of covers a twofold example. You know, she covers this Satan example, but then also this rejected Christian um, ex-evangelical individual. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting when you're playing the game. Um, the final kind of thing I saw that was really powerful in the, in terms of the game was the passing of the stole, um, and also the union between the spirit and the light. 
Um, so first off, with the passing of the stool, when the tree, when you finally bring the lights all together, you capture, you get all, not capture, but you, you find all the wisps, they gather together, and then you present the light back to the spirit willow, um, the one that's kind of done, right? The light goes into the spirit willow, and then the spirit willow and the light kind of combine and become one thing that speaks to Ori. And then the spirit willow lets Ori know that she's basically done, her time of service is over, and that Ori needs to take it and become the next spirit willow. And this this just, this, this just screams apostolic succession to me. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful example of apostolic succession, right? That it's not, it's not the tree, right? It's not us that inherently has any power. Like without, like without the light, the spirit willow is nothing, right? Without Christ, we're nothing. But we pass on, or rather, the rather Christ Christ passes on his um, his promises of goodness, his power, and his um, cleansing and, and healing blood, and, and he passes all of all of that on, all of those promises to his priests and to his bishops and to his deacons, and they in turn take the light and God uses them to minister and to protect. It's it's a really beautiful it's a beautiful thing, right? Um and just just that passing on of power just was, was reminding me a little bit of us of apostolic succession. Um and then the union between Ori and the light at the very end when they kind of combine to become one. It, it reminds me of the incarnation just a little bit. It is, it's, it's very interesting because it is kind of a hypostatic union of sorts, right? Ori becomes a blend of spirit and physical being. Ori becomes the tree and houses the light in the, but the light doesn't have an independent function anymore. If the light leaves the tree, then it does. But the light and Ori are one and the same. Ori is the light and light and the light is Ori. It's, it's a very interesting combination. Um, again, it's not perfect, obviously, because it does have very pagan roots. Um, very Celtic, paganistic, wispy, spirity roots. But... It, it, it does have it does have an, a little bit an aspect of the incarnation in it um, no you know the fact that Ori will permanently be both spirit and being it's very interesting and it reminds me of how Christ is gonna will is permanently human the and God. You know, but but he is one, right? He is he is God, but he is the Son of Man and also the Son of God. It, it's very interesting, right? He, it's and I I don't want to get. I'm sure there's people that probably heard that I may have said something wrong, so I apologize. I'm, I'm I am learning as much as everyone else is. Um, so 
I believe I said my Trinitarian stuff right, but <laughs> if I was wrong, please let me know because I I might have slipped. I'm still grasping it fully. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what that's kind of what I saw, and and I, I advise. I think it's a good exercise for all Christians to look at aspects of cinema, music, the world, and to strive to see God and his story in there. Because it's there. Um, you know, it's there in, in, in many, many places and in many things that we tend to create um, that we just don't we just, just we just don't see it or some people don't think of it because they're blinded by sin um, but it's there uh, I could name a couple things that just come off my head um, Frozen 2 is a really good example of this if you have not seen the gospel in Frozen 2 you need to watch it again <laughs> I, I was geeking out just because of how similar it was when I first saw it, um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. There's, there's a lot there too. Um, also, the new Avatar movie that has just come out also has little bits of it in there too. So, but it, the bottom line is it's everywhere, right? Is there in Ninjago? Which, believe it or not, it's in Ninjago. It, it's it's everywhere, and it's fascinating. To sit and to see the world understand, but just not be there yet, and they're so close, and it, it should give us um, it should give us an excitement to minister and to witness because because the world is so it's there it's really 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 there. We we the world desires the spiritual. They do. As much as the world tries to make it seem as if they don't, they do. They just replace their spirituality with spirituality that is not God-honoring or God-fearing. But they truly do value and know that spirituality is an aspect of our lives that we all need to have. It's just, what spirituality do we need? Do we need the doctrines of demons? Or do we need the cleansing, healing power of Christ and his scriptures and his church. Um, that, that is what we need. And that is what is going to rid this world finally of his decay. Um, so yeah, I think it's a wonderful, I think it's a wonderful game. I, th I would highly endorse it for anyone. Um, it's a good lesson. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a beautiful game as a Christian to play. It, it's one of the most amazing games I've ever played. Um, I would highly advise sitting, putting some earphones on, and just going at it, um, collecting everything you can and everything like that. But just just really seeing the gospel as you play the game is beautiful. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Um, but that that's that's pretty much all I have for today. It's it was a really good conversation um, <laughs> or monologue, <laughs> more like. Um, and I really I, I really enjoy doing these these podcasts with you guys. I 
it's as I've gotten a little bit more consistent, it's been enjoyable. Um, it's been fun, and I definitely plan on continuing. I try to do it every Monday. Sometimes I just can't. Um, again, and it's in schedule probably is going to be changing a little bit as I start my new job next week, and um, as I might be moving um, in a couple of weeks. So. It might get a little shaky, but I'm going to definitely try to keep things on schedule and get things out for you guys. I'm definitely praying for me and my fiance as we are going through this time. Um, um, definitely keep the catacomb in your prayers as we are trying to continue to build um, and to increase the ministry's reach. Um, we're thinking of turning it into an LLC, so definitely be praying for that um looking for different writers finding people who would be willing to um, contribute and help um, in ways that they can so just keep us in your prayers um keep the podcast in your prayers as we are planning different episodes in advance and as um i am learning different topics to be able to kind of regurgitate back to you guys um and pray for my continue um continued studies in the scripture that i would teach correctly um because that's very important to me and like i said i'm i'm trying but i understand that will mess things up and that um i will never stop learning because i am finite and the bible and God's word is infinite in its knowledge. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a eternal. You could say it's an eternal endeavor. So, um, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Um, and I, I, I hope you continue. Definitely let other people know about us. Um, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Um, leave us a comment if you're able. Um, send us in some questions. We'd love to hear back from you guys and uh, we will see you or I will see you on the next episode. Thank you and God bless.